the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Uh, we're here with episode 453 <laughs> and... Uh, Brett Roberts in the hot seat. Great to have you uh, back on the show again. It's good to be here again. Thank you. 453 is an amazing achievement. We keep ticking along. The uh, the weeks just don't stop, Brett. And it's um, incredible. I, I think it, it's just too much fun recording these shows. So um, you know, I, it's I, an addiction. I, it is. It is an addiction. And thank you to all our uh, all our listeners for joining the show. And I, I still come across new people to this day who uh, tell me. Paul, I've been listening since episode one. So, yeah, um, yeah thanks to everyone who uh, continues to listen in and uh, and That's support awesome. uh, support the show. Now, this week, lots to uh, lots to dive into from Huawei to uh, Samsung's uh, Galaxy Note uh, Ten Plus that we've uh, we've got our hands on here. Uh, talking about uh, a little bit about electric uh, vehicles uh, come comes up in the discussion as well. Uh, and uh, e-scooters that are uh, somewhat autonomous, and uh, I think there's a, there's a few other bits of, bits and pieces in there as well around uh, what's happening in the uh, uh, the streaming and inter- side of uh, entertainment. But uh, let let's jump straight in, Brett. The uh, the headline uh, that that. Um a couple of the team members uh, here at Gorilla actually mentioned to me this morning was around these um, e-scooters that I understand are um, due in the market next year are going to be able to sort of return to base. So the likes of Lime who you know who rent out their scooters, but then they've got a bunch of people juices running running around and, and juicing them up again. Yeah. Um, that they would be able to uh, maybe do away with or reduce the number of people that they need doing that. But, you know, and I don't know exactly you know how this will work, but yeah, you can imagine some of these things being able to get back to <laughs> a back to a, a kind of a, a dock where where and and we've already seen I don't know if there's too much of it in New Zealand but we've certainly seen it with the uh, with the e-bikes the e-cycles uh, whereby in a lot of cases they go back to a dock where they charge um, but predominantly most of most of the the things that we see in terms of bikes and scooters have been dockless and yep. so there isn't that that charging base to uh, to go back to uh, but this, this uh, I don't know it caught my attention then I had a look at the pictures and I th- and 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 I made this comment this morning I said oh they look so naff they look like the scooter that you give to uh, that you give to a, a, a two-year-old who can't you know hold <laughs> yeah. a normal scooter because they've got two wheels at the front and you know I was told off so I don't know if that's a, an offensive word or or uh, or or, or whether <laughs> actually, I'm just way way out of line on that. But um, you've offended any, two year olds. In, anyway, um, I don't know. What, what are you? Uh, what do you think so about? I, I about read this, this right. So the first thing that popped into my head was there's people complaining about scooters with humans driving them. I'm not. Is it going to get better or worse if the scooters are driving <laughs> themselves? So that was the first thing. Yeah. Um, and then it was kind of that: Are they solving a problem that isn't really a problem? You know, how much of a problem is it really? I guess is I don't know how many people that might be in Auckland. Juicing up limes, for example, it's probably quite a few. So, so, and, and given the economics of the scooter business, what is it? It takes is it two weeks, three weeks for them to pay for the scooter? It's some staggeringly, you know, yeah, any R and D investment that takes humans out of the loop just drives up their profitability. So, um, and and you know, my robot does a, my robot vacuum cleaner does an awesome job at getting itself back to the dock and yeah, wiggling yeah. itself into the dock again. You know, so I'm sure it's doable. I wouldn't be surprised if they do it. I don't know how safe it'll be, and I'm not sure what the problem is that they're solving, other than taking warm bodies out of the um, out of the problem. But yeah, interesting. Never say never. I, you know, I was the guy that laughed at self-driving cars ten years ago, or whatever it was, ten or fifteen years ago, when Google first announced them. You know, and. Um, which goes to show how much I know about technology, right? Well, I mean that that technology. I think there are still people that are that are laughing about the idea of the autonomous vehicle, and and we we're, we're still not there yet, right? So, uh, I mean, it is it is it is interesting. I'm kind of curious if well, if these things can return to to base, you know, I'm guessing they're going to move fairly slowly back. I can just at I've this, got this at, mental at this image stage. Of these. Um, but if they're gonna if they're going to release them doing that, then 
you can imagine there's going to be some variation on on these little scooters in terms of personal personal transport, whether it's a scooter or yep. not. That you don't even have to bother steering it and anything well, else. And they're being made by uh, Segway Ninebot, yep. which you know, of course, and that was my other thing of well, why does it need the third wheel if it's if it's made by Segway? Segway know how to make That's something right. with gyroscopes yep. and so on. Should just be able. You should see a scooter going down the street <laughs> with just two wheels that by is self balancing itself <laughs> and getting itself back to base. See, see that would look completely. a lot cooler, wouldn't that would it, be, than, that would than be the quite trike cool. version? And of course, the next thing is that why would you need to walk to somewhere to get a scooter? Because the scooter will come to you the when you need it, right? Come to you, yes, right. yeah. Well, that's that's that's, that's d- got to be the next the step. other bit that sort of fills in fills in the picture, and then there will be none of us getting any exercise anymore. No, that's it. The, you know, the technology will go not just the last mile, movie? the last five meters. What was that movie where everyone's in a spaceship and they're all just getting fatter and fatter? It was a animated Wall-E. Was it Wall-E? Oh, I'm not sure. Can't remember, but all humans have to leave the planet because yeah, I think yeah. we've turned the planet, you know, we've turned Earth into a cesspit. Yeah, yeah. And all the humans live on board a spaceship, and they're all just strapped in these seats, twenty-four <laughs> by seven, and they're all just getting huge. That's where we're headed to, Paul. That is where we're going. Myself included. Excellent, excellent. As we speak. Um, well, I'm sure we'll find some technology to uh, you know to, to solve that. Maybe maybe while we're while we're sleeping. Um, we can be sleepwalking a, 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 on a treadmill or something rather that, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, some, someone's going to come up with some some crazy thing. So okay, well, yeah. So in, interesting, interesting times ahead on the um, on the 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 e scooter uh, front. Interestingly, the I guess the traditional sort of Segway design. We don't see too many of. Um, of of those anymore, but well, actually, uh, I was in PB Tech the other day, oh, and yeah. um, same thing, just smaller. So you sit on them rather than having the handles on them, right? right. Gyroscopic, okay. The whole, yeah. yeah so okay. they're still. Did the Segway the... inventor ride off a cliff? So yeah, there was something weird like that that happened. Yeah, I, I yeah. Think, yeah, yeah. It was one of those irony <laughs> alert things. It just popped into my head there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, Huawei uh, can't seem to keep out of the news lately. It seems, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a strange thing. I can imagine in the US where they're, they're not a brand that is actually w- very well known over there because yeah, Huawei makes equipment for you know, some of the smaller mobile carriers yep. and, net- and networks there. Um, but none of the mobile carriers... I think AT and T got within a within a millimeter of launching the um, uh, Huawei smartphone at, at the beginning of uh, uh, twenty eighteen. It was going to be announced at CES. I think it was twenty eighteen, unless it was this year. I think it was it was last year. Uh, they got very very close, and then that all sort of collapsed at the last minute. The announcement wasn't yep. made, and there was you know all sorts of. Uh, all sorts of drama about it, but you know it's not a not a brand that is is really well known. But uh, you know, boy, they've been they've really been in the headlines over this um, well trade ban, whatever you want to whatever you want to, 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 to call it. Yep. Um, and well, anyway, that this this thing's been extended for another ninety days, and 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 by that I mean the actual. Um, um, delay in the ban taking place, so, so it's we, a ban, we, ban. We, we, we we're now yeah they've ba- they've sort of banned the ban, <laughs> um, which which means that they're able to sort of you know keep operating yep. to a, you know on a somewhat some you know semi normalised um, fashion, and in fact uh, we've got here their new uh, newest smartphone, which is the Y nine Prime twenty nineteen. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> names ed- these ed- things. Edition. The Y9 um, Prime 2019. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well done, marketing guys. Um, and we, we had a, a little bit of a look at it before we uh, before we started. Um, Christian, you might need to turn down the volume because I'm going to need to bump my mic to get at this. So this arrived. I think it might have been just as I was heading off to the to the to the states, and um, I'm constantly uh, getting sent. You know, these new smartphones. You know, we've got the top tier ones of which 
you know, the likes of Samsung, Huawei, Apple are releasing, you know, only a small number each year. Yeah. But then you've got the the lower priced ones, which regularly there's a, you know there's a bunch that are sort of coming in in that two to six hundred dollar price range, and this Y9 um, Prime falls into that uh, that that uh, that category and. I mean, it's it's just pretty impressive in terms of what they're actually delivering in terms of a smartphone for the price point. Um, I wasn't expecting that we were going to see any new smartphones actually released by Huawei in New Zealand because of you know the the ban yep. thing going on. I thought they're stuck; they can't release anything else. So um, the fact that this has come into the market and maybe with this extension of the or delay of the ban by another ninety days maybe means we will see the next phone which has been talked about, which is the Mate um, the Mate thirty Mate thirty Pro yep. um, as the other sort of flagship. So we will see whether that uh, that that makes it to uh, to New Zealand or not. But um, this handset, we both had a look at it. It's, um, it's you know, a nice three, piece of three cameras on the on the rear, uh, which is you know, I guess um, you know. Head, certainly heading in the direction of what we're seeing on the top um, smartphones now. I mean, in fact, you know, a- Apple as yet don't have a smartphone with with three cameras on it. Although that's uh, suggested that it's uh, that it's coming. Um, it, it's got a um, really pretty fancy big screen. Performance-wise, sure, it's not going to deliver the same sort of quality uh, of photos, and the display is not at the same sort of brightness and 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 the like as a as a top tier phone. But in terms of what you get for those lower price points, I now it's pretty it's good, pretty, bang for pretty impressive. Yeah, um, and it's got uh, uh, no notch in the screen, oh, which, yeah. which, which was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, to see that, and we, we've seen that in in one or two of the sort of thousand dollar plus type uh, price points. And uh, the way they can't do uh, the demo, you've got to they, do the they, demo. They, they deal with that, and um, you know it's a bit hard to see the demo when you when you're listening to the podcast. But um, if you um, if you if you take the phone and then you flip it to uh, to the camera into sort of selfie mode, then a little bit uh, tops uh, pops out of the top of the phone with that. Uh, but not just that, uh, it makes a beautiful noise. It you've does. got to play the noise oh, to the microphone. Oh, you think we can, we can uh, hold that up to the mic? Are you listening? <laughs> I don't know whether that alone. whether that came through on the <laughs> on the mic. I don't know. Christian may have managed to turn that up to capture, it or you might not have heard it. But um, yeah, it makes a, a nice little uh, nice little sound as that that camera uh, you know pops up. But it means you can have the whole screen uh, free for just display. I reckon content, it's an amazing is, piece of very very nice hardware. It's a beautiful piece of hardware. And this is the, my concern about. If this ban goes ahead, is what the impact will be because they've been very competitive yeah, in very terms innovative, of delivering right, driving pricing re- down. really good gear, yeah. uh, you know, priced well, and look, they've genuinely have been putting, um, you know, putting pressure on Samsung and Apple in terms yep. of just how innovative that they that they are in terms of what they're delivering to the market. You know, in fact, you know, I think it's certainly arguable that the best smartphone on the market today um, is the Huawei um, P30 Pro. Um, and yeah, everyone's got different things that they're looking for in a, in a phone, but it stands right up at the yep. top of the stack. And uh, uh, when you look at it, Zoom and, and, and other things, it is arguably you know, better than what some of the others are. Uh, are, are doing now. You know, there's a whole lot of factors that come into uh, come into choosing a phone, uh, but they seem to be they seem to be you know continuing to win more and more market share. They're sitting at that number three position in the market, and in a market like New Zealand, which is you know we're quite pressured from a price perspective. Yep. We're not as probably rich as some other nations, <laughs> um, and 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 that's part of the reason, not the only reason, but part of the reason why we we have probably a bigger. Uh, market share for Android phones here compared to um, yep. iOS. Uh, certainly a, a bigger uh, share than what we see in, say, Australia or uh, probably the probably the US. I haven't looked at the US figures recently, um, but yeah, when you when you look at this this phone and, and some of the other ones uh, in a similar price point, we are getting you know something that's pretty good for the uh, for the money. What's that? Um what do they call those curves? Never quite asymptotic. It's an asymptotic curve, right? That. Um you, you, there's only so much they can squish into the platform. Um, 
and you and I were talking before we started the podcast about what people really want in, in a phone. Is, mm. there, is there really mm. any more stuff you can squish? And if there isn't, then I guess the next thing, strategies to, to drive the price down, they, they've done that across their entire range, Huawei. I mean, everything they do, they've always come in and been the, the price competitive competitor. Yeah, it's interesting, but whilst that's been happening, we've also seen the top-end prices sort of, wander, yeah, gap kind of wandering up, yeah, right? Yeah. So at this price point where there can't be a whole lot of profit for you know for anybody selling selling these sorts of uh, handsets, I, I guess... It's just know, a volume game, right? Uh, yeah, and yeah. and that's where Huawei are, you know, yep. are, are doing pretty well. They're, they're selling you know, just so many uh, handsets now. That's there's still a, a, a reasonably, you know, a, quite a reasonable way behind uh, Samsung. So, in terms of them hitting that that number one spot, which I think we've, you know, predicted on a on a podcast going back maybe 18, 18 months or or more now twenty twenty two months. Um, that may that may never happen, particularly if this ban goes uh, uh, go yeah. goes ahead. Um, but they've certainly done you know done very very well in terms of their their market share and uh, the devices. But um, there is another phone we will talk about this episode, which is Samsung's uh, Note Ten Plus, which is a an absolutely glorious phone. It is at the other end um, price wise, um, and we'll dive into a little bit of the you know a little bit of the the ins and outs of of that, and um, you know why I guess it's uh, it's working for some of the prices to uh, uh, to keep going up. Um, but the other topic that we uh, we had, which um, you'd picked it up from a headline on uh, on Slashdot, Brett. Um, you mentioned it just before we uh, just before we started re- recording. Uh, was how uh, Jaguar and um, you know Audi, oh, Audi with their yeah. uh, uh, SUVs have uh, have come in. They've come in with with electric vehicles uh, into the market, um, but the headline was highlighting how they've um, yeah actually failed to dent. Uh, Tesla's dominance in that in that electric car uh, market, and and you know I guess there's been a lot of discussion about this so over probably a period of years. Oh, where, absolutely, where, three, you know, four, five years. People have been saying, well, look, yeah, Tesla's doing fine now, but you know, once the once the big come boys to come to town, Sorry. then uh, look, they're going to be decimated, and uh, you know, they're not really going to do. Uh, do very well, but um, this article is, is sort of, uh, you know, suggesting that uh, well, Tesla actually are, uh, are doing pretty yeah. well in the I think in, in the scheme of things. Be, be a brave man that bets against the you know the Jags and the Audis and the Fords and the General Motors of this world, I guess, in the longer term. But I, yeah, I thought that was interesting, just given that um, pretty much every article I've ever read around EVs and Tesla, etc. Has, has basically been calling out the fact that the minute that the large players get in, get their act together, um, which of course was accelerated by Tesla giving away their patent portfolio all those years ago, mm. um, that the game would change and it would seem that that prediction may not yet be coming true, which I think is quite interesting. So, um, I mean, I you know every every day I wake up and wonder if Tesla still exists from the yeah. point of view you know, financially. Um, you know, they're quite. Um, Shaky, would that be a good word? Well, they're apparently sitting on their biggest pile of cash ever now, about five billion US. I was so, going to say about five dollars US. So they've, be. they've, they've got a <laughs> yeah. little, a little bit of a, you know, a yeah. little bit of a runway, and they're still burning at a huge rate. They, um, they're, yeah, yeah they're, they're burning through money reasonably quickly, but there's this sort of halo, I guess, around the brand where you've got those fans oh, that definitely. are that are that are much like uh, Apple fans, yep. and. Um, I'm I'm a little bit worried actually that maybe I'm starting to fall into 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 that category um, myself. So I, you know I keep tr- making sure. Look, step back, weigh these weigh these factors up, Paul. Uh, you know, are they really that much different to to the other players? And I don't know when you when you start getting into all these different uh, Facebook groups and forums and, and information it's, about yeah. about Tesla. It's a cult. I tell you, um, it's a cult. <laughs> it, it, it is pretty fascinating, the, and the, the they brand, are doing the power some, of the brand, they're doing the some very the very good yeah. uh, good stuff from uh, from a differentiation uh, perspective. But also when you look at uh, you know how they how they're actually um, selling. Um, they're doing they're doing you know incredibly well. I think 
you know, in the in the US, their their Model Three is you know that's yep. the top selling yep. EV. Uh, EV in the market. Um, and when you look look around the world, they're they're outselling. I mean, so many different vehicles. Yeah. It's it's the uh, biggest challenge. I think has been production, right? And um, you know, and, and if if there was ever a human being I would never bet against, it would be Elon Musk, right? It's a guy that wants to go to Mars. Wants to stick electrodes in people's brains, <laughs> you, you know, and and um, you know if someone if there's anyone that could do this at, and figure it all out, it's him definitely. Yeah. You know? So I think it'll be quite interesting just watching the battle play out because I think the switch will happen quite quickly. Mm. I've, I've mm. just got, I think, as we start to see, you know, um, glaciers having memorials put on them, you know, for future generations apologising for our, um, you know, appalling lack of insight and foresight. Um, I, I think people will wake up quickly that we need to make some of these changes not over the next two or three generations, but over the next, you know, ten years or something like that. And I think the EV thing will be um, a big part of that. You know, lithium wars and all the other things, notwithstanding. Mm. Um, and I and I think Musk, you know, just from the point of view of the way he thinks, the way he operates, um, there probably isn't a better guy to lead a company like that. I do not understand their financials. They seem, you know. Weird, but everything's weird at the moment in the financial world, you know. So yes, well, well, that's true. And and who knows if there, you know, if there's a big downturn in the economy, what sort of an yeah. impact does that have on you know on a company like theirs, which yeah. is uh, trying to get to this point of profitability, but they're also pouring you know huge money into building new factories yeah. and 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 so on. It's uh, you know it's those challenges of a of a startup. Uh, there might be a you know, yeah, that's a multi so multi billion do- uh, dollar startup, startup right. but they you know they're still throwing money into uh, you know into all sorts of all sorts of bets. Yeah, and um, well, that's what you got to do, right? Yeah, yeah, I think Uber will fail before them anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, what what did we we talked about on the last episode? I think uh, was it five billion US dollars uh, that they <laughs> uh, they lost in, in in one quarter. You multiply that out, that's uh, that's, that's a pretty staggering. big number if uh, if it were to were to continue at that sort of rate. Who, who was it? That did the, extreme. The, that quote about you know a billion here and a billion there and pretty soon you're talking real money. Who was that? That's a great <laughs> quote. I love that quote. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, my my bet on uh, on Tesla is that they're they're not they're not going to go away. So even if yeah. they, you know, I mean, I I think there's enough. Um, um, who would buy them if they cap- failed? Who would buy them? I think there's enough sort of capital and oh, absolutely, and, and, and the, the brand, brand and the technology and, and production. Elon Musk that yep. yeah, something would something would you know people will. will I could buy see more Tim Cook on the phone or, or whatever. Elon, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's you, talk. You could just imagine. I'll buy your lunch. Uh, <laughs> they'll probably figure something out. Yeah. So uh, um, I am interested to see what happens with with Apple on the air. You yes. know, their plans with cars that seems to be you know a traditional sort of apple where they're not saying much but you know we keep hearing yeah. you know bits and pieces there's certainly some some fascinating uh, things going on uh, behind the scenes there so uh, yeah fasc- fascinating um, I don't have all the numbers in in front of me but I've seen uh, seen some really really interesting you know charts around uh, Sales of Tesla's Model Three and and just you know where they're ranking against other vehicles and you know you compare them to um, uh, you know BMW Three Series yep. and and so on and it's like my goodness they are you know I mean they are um, being are they all, on the road all, here yet? All, all sorts of vehicles days away if they? if they deliver on their uh, their commitment of August delivery so um, okay um, yes. So anyone that wants to order, go to paulspain.com slash get Tesla for my affiliate code, and you'll get 1,500 kilometers uh, of supercharging. Here we go. A little a little plug there. So yes, I have We been, didn't uh, rehearse this. I've been sucked into the vortex. Um, all right. Uh, right, back to the, uh, back to the Where scheduled were we? Where were we? agendas. So yeah, no, that, that was an interesting headline to call out, Brett, and- yeah, I'm. I'm very curious to see what happens as you know more of the mainstream automakers really yeah. seriously get into uh, electric vehicles, and as they end up with you know I guess uh, you know multiple vehicles in the in that in that space as yeah. well. And of course, Tesla have I guess um, uh, maybe an unfair advantage when you look at how say Model Three is outselling other vehicles. In that Tesla only sells three vehicles, right? Yeah. Whereas most automakers have got Bazillions. so many different variations yeah. a- across. So, well, their SUV yeah. they've announced, haven't they? 
Yeah, well, they've got the, the Model X, which is their US. expensive SUV, and then the, uh, the, sorry, var- um, the variation on the Model 3 called the Model Y, uh, which I think is, yeah, is going to come pick in. Sorry, pickup, that's what I was thinking. Oh, the SUV, the, yeah, yeah, well, the they're going to announce details of that in the next few months, and then, you know, there's the truck as well, which yep. they've the, oh, that's right. um, yeah, they've taken orders on. So if they can pull all of those things off and be, you know, anywhere near as successful as what they've been to date in those other in those other fields, then you well, can imagine them ending up to be a pretty big pickup company. trucks are the most popular car in the US, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you, that's everywhere the most you look, Utes, and this is what I noticed last week driving around. I mean, and some of them are really big, right? Yeah, those yeah, yeah. American ones, and that you know they they were they were everywhere. Well, they, I'm, I'm pretty sure the most common, you know, the largest volume category is is pickup trucks, right? So they're not even playing in the largest volume category yet, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think there's someone online who's done a conversion of a I can't remember if it was a Model S or a Model Three that they've converted to uh, to be a, a Ute sort of you know pickup. <laughs> yeah, um, which, what was which, it like a Gas X look, kind look, of thing? Look, or? Looks ra- rather interesting. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now I did want to talk about this um, Samsung Galaxy Note uh, 10 Plus because Samsung. Um, as always, as they have been since probably right back with the um, Galaxy S3, they've been um, you know, really supportive of the New Zealand Tech Podcast in terms yep. of giving us early access to um, you know to their gadgets ahead of launch. And the the latest in that uh, long line of uh, announcements is this uh, this new Note 10 Plus, which. I think I've got my dates right. Um, arrives this week uh, in in New Zealand. So, yeah, just um, just having a look. <laughs> Sometimes it's the very little things that um, that either annoy you or you appreciate. Notches. Um, the power button on the right hand side is gone. Um, so uh, so now there's a there's a left hand uh, button which which was. Uh, previously, the button that would uh, um, yeah, call up their uh, their, their voice assistant, um, and in fact, I think it's I think it's it's still um, it still can can do that. Maybe you, you hold it down or uh, uh, something. I don't tend to use that capability, um, but boy, it is a a very very uh, slick piece of hardware, and the the stylus is still is still something that I. I really like that they're uh, that they're delivering, um, you know, a phone with a stylus when really nobody else in the industry is, and it's got a big enough screen that it's great for for taking notes on, um, and as as with the um, the other sort of you know top um, and most recent releases from Samsung. It has that ability to plug it through its USB-C port straight into if you've got a, a docking monitor as I do, which has got a, a out, oh, you know, okay. USB-C yep. cable out. So you know, I plug plug in a MacBook, Microsoft Surface Book, Samsung, um, HP, whatever sort of laptop plugs into it. Actually, I haven't plugged a Samsung laptop into it. Um, but all of the others, um, you know, that connects you to your wireless keyboard and mouse, your Ethernet and, uh, and so on. And you can do the same uh, with the uh, with the Note um, 10 and, and, and 10 Plus. And um, actually, it's quite workable if you just need to get a few bits of, bits and pieces done in terms of you've got access to, you know, your general day-to-day sort yeah. of, you know, Office apps and uh, you know, browser and LastPass and other other bits and pieces um, tends to work uh, tends to work reasonably well. Actually, I haven't tried LastPass on it, but I, I'm pretty sure it's I've a done very it on nice a piece of hardware. Samsung. Um, Spoken as someone who's not a hardware kind of guy, yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. nice piece of hardware. They've um, they've really landed in a in a pretty good place. Yeah, they have. We we do still have the um, the small sort of shortcoming, which we can blame on our telcos in New Zealand. Uh, that this the the variants of these being made available in New Zealand are, are single SIM, which is fine in most okay. cases. But sometimes it's nice when you when you travel or it just works out that you'd like to put a local a local yep. SIM in. Um, yeah. Why is that? What's the rationale of not having a? I think, so you can't have both main telcos. Is that the? Uh, I think the bigger telcos don't want you maybe you know having say a, yeah. a I don't know let's say a two degrees sim in there who yeah. might be a bit more competitive on pricing and so on. Um, 
I, yeah, actually, I, I should delve into that a little bit more. But I think it's that they 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 just want you to be you know to do to be on yeah. you know one plan with them for everything locked in. They, Not that they I'd say you know Vodafone in, and Spark know that you know between them they offer a better overall coverage and and yeah. performance and so on. Um, you know, two degrees have 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 a great you know network generally these days, um, but they still do at times roam onto Vodafone's network. That can create oh, okay. some issues around oh, around data that's um, right. yep. as as well. So yeah, there's a there's there's a few um, yeah a few considerations there. Um, now, one of the things that I'm I'm hoping to get a little bit more um, time playing with over the next. Uh, over the next couple of days, uh, is the video on the on the new uh, note, which they they're telling me with their super steady um, video mode, which they also had a um, this type of capability on uh, the the S ten S ten plus, um, but they're sort of telling me that it um, it rivals. Rivals what a GoPro can do in terms of keeping yeah. a really sort of steady video. So I've yet to mount it to my you know, self and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, scooter and uh, uh, take it for, to you know take it for a run. But it does seem you know um, as you as you move it around to to give you a you know a, re- a reasonably reasonably sort of stable yeah. shot when you're using your uh, you know you just just ha- holding it in your hand and and so on. So um, yeah, there, there's some some continued improvement as we sort of expect with these flagship phones um, but there's also a degree to which for most people last year's model is actually yeah. a really really, the good, rule applies, really right? good phone right yeah. um, we're not seeing quite as big a um, well you know I think decreasingly big how would you how would you term that? The, the, I guess it's the, the the innovation curve is smoothing off it, it a little is, bit. It's, it's not plateauing as, out, not as right? steep as, as what it what it once was. Yep. Um, but it is also easy to sort of miss the differences if you're on a phone that's three or four years old compared to one now, and you're you know say looking at at what can be done in terms of video or, or night photography and you know a bunch of other things like you know like being able to dock it and use it as a sort of a PC. If you're on a, a slightly older phone, um, then you won't have these types of capabilities. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that, of course, what we see, and and this is a sort of you know nineteen hundred dollar odd uh, phone today. Um, a lot of those features within the next few years will become, of course, standardised in your in correct. your you know eventually maybe in a hundred dollar handset but certainly in the the sub five hundred dollar handsets and it, it's just a, well, it's, a sort of waiting game isn't it, it? it's staggering like i was watching tv the other night um and there was an ad for i don't know it was harvey norman or some somebody Noel leeming someone and they had a sale on and they were selling a smartphone of some sort android smartphone for i think it was 25 dollars. right now, yes. now how on <laughs> earth anyone can manufacture something in the depths of China and get it onto a shelf at wherever it was at retail, and I'm assuming all the way through someone's making a, a bit of money on it. Each, well, you know, some of these are still subsidised because you do get oh, the, network, the network locked, that's, that's, right? So that'll be, that's, that'll that's, be, that'll be network that. locked, which we do have. But even then, twenty five bucks, right? Yeah. It's just staggering. And yeah. then, like you say, at the other end, at two thousand dollars, you know, and in between there, there's a zillion different, yes, you know, handset models that, that yeah. fit in there somewhere. But you're right; all of those features that start out at the, you know, you, you look at car, cars are a great example of that. You know, things that were rocket science and cars five years ago, you know, lane, you know, the, when you're moving out of a lane and all that sort of, or, you know, um, blind spot detection, all that sort of thing. Yep. Um, yep. Even ABS brakes. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. It's built into you know, every, every new car, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's all just software. That's the wonderful thing about software, right? Once you've got the sensors on the cars, everything else is just software. So, Well, that's the case if you've got a Tesla, Brett. But that's exactly. most of the other brands, they're not going to get a software update I, to take advantage no, of the new stuff. That's exactly, exactly <laughs> right. Um Boy, I've drunk some Kool Aid there, haven't I? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was your affiliate code again? I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy. Now, um, yeah. So I think you know, for those who are, are looking for a, a top end phone and 
you know you you think you know for me it's really the stylus is the key differentiator for the yeah. for the note but it's the fact that when you compare it to the the Samsung S10 S10 plus I mean you do have a slightly larger screen too um, you know there's not a huge amount of difference between those handsets other than you've got a slightly larger form factor option and you've got the stylus but I, you know, I think that the stylus thing is actually pretty cool. I'm, I'm still someone that you know likes to write with with. I pen can't and, read pen my and, writing anymore, paper. so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and the, you know, being able to do that with technology actually works yeah. work, works quite well. So um, yeah, awesome. and they've, they've they've done some quite nice stuff with that. Even their sort of built-in app where you can scribble all sorts of stuff, you can convert that straight to text and you know put yeah. put it into any application. Yeah. Um, you know, the so, funny thing, I, I and it even helps my my handwriting. Well, that's pretty. I wouldn't I guarantee it? Wouldn't recognise mine, right? Mine's, oh, we might have to test that. Yeah. Um, I remember years and years ago when I was at Microsoft, um, we had oh, I can't remember what um, tablet PC. Remember the tablet PCs? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And the demo that we used to do um, of the writing to text thing um, was writing the word antihistamine. Oh, okay. And, and you could scrawl it. It didn't yeah. matter because there was no other word in the English language that had those gestures in it. Right, and so you, right. the, the joke would be, look, even doctors, it works even for doctors. And oh. I'd do the demo and people go, that's incredible. Other words, not so good. <laughs> Antihistamine, awesome. Right? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it, it over to you and um, you can try and scribble something and then I have to remember what, how you convert that back to <laughs> One of the things I was, just, I was thinking before is that, um, and it's something about tech people, right? Got this beautiful phone here, we're handling it, but neither of us has been brave enough to pull the plastic thing off the yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now it's locked itself. There you go. Oh, it's yeah. tech. We'll and figure I've, it out I've later. Got that one. Heavily it probably knows down. it won't read my writing. It's just bailing out early. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, oh, the the and the stylus in this one. It's um, I think it uses low low power uh, Bluetooth, so you can actually use it as a remote clicker for PowerPoint and yeah. you know, other bits and pieces. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and and it wirelessly charges. You just you know you can get about half an hour worth of scribbling, and then you need to put it back yeah. in, and it just wirelessly that is pretty charges cool. itself. Yeah. So, well, these, it's these funny. It's all those little invisible things little that, things, that yeah. some engineer somewhere spent months labouring over to make work. You know, and 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 it's just a side note conversation. Yeah, the podcast and we in just New take it for granted. Yeah, that's now. Right. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's just normal. That's right. Uh, oh, it's good, isn't it? Now the uh, the whole world of of streaming is yes. is just it's in this constant state of um, flux. Now um, Sky, I was going to say they were nice enough, but the, uh, this is maybe a sign of kind of the new Sky. They've sent me a um, a six month sort of subscription to try out their Sky Sport now, um, which is their their new you know their yep. new app offering. And um, interestingly, when I Google that, it doesn't come up with their website except as a paid ad at the top. So they're obviously oh, haven't okay. quite got their SEO yeah. worked yeah. out and whatnot. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Google tries to change it to Sky Sports. <laughs> and what's yeah. this? Well, they've taken the S off it. Um, yeah. But anyway, looking, uh, you know, looking, looking good. Uh, we talked a little bit about this on the last episode. I mean, it's just... You know the competition really is heating up between between Sky under under the the new leadership and uh, and of course Spark, Spark Sport. Yep. Um, but the uh, the the news we've got through today is that uh, Disney's uh, Disney Plus streaming service is is all go, and will be launching in uh, US, Canada, and Netherlands on November the twelfth. And then for whatever reason, they're holding it back a week for uh, New Zealand. Um, um, and uh, and and the uh, the West Australia. Island uh, yep. Australia uh, until uh, November the nineteenth, but uh, then we will see uh, see Disney all go uh, with their general Disney content, Pixar, Marvel. Uh, there's, uh, of course, they own the Star Wars uh, franchise uh, these right. days, Do too. Um, and National Geographic content. <laughs> It almost um, sounds like an accidental acquisition. Seems like a, a strange sort of <laughs> what? Uh, Hang on. partnering, doesn't it? What? Who bought National Geographic? We- <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess what when you when you kind of look at you look at that, it's it's mostly reasonably family sort of yeah, friendly, yeah. friendly content. Yeah. So there, you know, in those regards, it's um, you know you. you 
you know, I guess there'll be a reasonable amount of their catalogue if you if you you know had a subscription and uh, you know you were one of those terrible parents like myself that a- allows a child to be in in front of a screen at times unsupervised. Uh, you know, if they were locked down to uh, to Disney Disney Plus uh, with a, a child sort of view, they'd have a, a probably a, a reasonable that, amount of content that they would be happy to sit and watch. Actually, that is a really interesting point. You think about because that's every parent's dilemma, right? You can't get away from the well, you can, but you know, can't get away from the sitting in front of a screen thing. If there's some way of um, knowing that it was being moderated, um, that would probably make a lot of people feel more comfortable. Mm. And that's not well, the case today I, with Sky. Well, I know for Pablo, if I get put him on Netflix with the kids thing, he's like, oh, yeah. this content, you know. <laughs> How old is he? He's, not, he's eight. Oh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> you know, so, and look, if you look through, you can usually, you know, you can usually find, you know, something that'll, yep. um, you know, there's a, there's a movie or, 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 or something in there. Or, of course, um, at that age, Often kids are actually happy to. In fact, they quite like rewatching the same yeah. the same content um, for better or for worse. But there's there's some benefit to that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, the price for Disney Plus streaming service is going to be uh, one cent shy of ten dollars a month here in New Zealand, uh, or for you can get an annual subscription which is one cent shy of a hundred dollars per year. Now, this is an in- interesting um, aspect of it, though, is as we move into this world where you've got all these different streaming services, all with unique content, do you want to be signing up for a year or do you want maybe a month or two of That's Disney and then you'll flick on to something? You know, it's, I mean, uh, I imagine a lot of people will be a little bit like me and maybe not paying attention to all of the things that they're subscribed to at times then go oh I've been paying for that one for the last six months and I haven't watched anything on it that's, <laughs> that's uh, right. you know $60 there's I've, a start up in there right blown, which is, is, is not good so yeah they're, they're um, you know I've because it's just rounding errors right being if there. you think about the cost of those things yeah you know that add another user that, and you know they are like 10 bucks a month or you know $100 a year is kind of a rounding error for, for most people and um that that whole, I'm sure that's exactly what will happen. You'll wind up with 27 services of which you're watching 10 <laughs> I hope paying for 17. Many, who, who knows <laughs> where we're going to get going. to, right? That's yeah. absolutely where it's going. Yeah. Right? Um, and... Uh, yeah, the the thought that oh this is going to be this is going to save us so much compared to a traditional Sky subscription, well, actually may may end up costing us yeah. uh, costing us more and being a whole lot more complicated. That said, uh, of course, Apple are, are always uh, are always there for uh, for customers and are looking to solve all of our uh, all of our problems, which is just, you know very very kind, oh, no, very 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 kind of them to make. They're in our building. Than, uh, I should pop up to the top simple. floor and just say yeah. to them, thank you, yeah. thank you, Apple. Yeah. Uh, so Apple TV Plus is um, is apparently uh, coming. They're talking. Well, the the rumours this afternoon that I've uh, or today that I've I've picked up uh, are suggesting a, a launch in the US of ten dollars uh, per month uh, with a November type uh, launch and then um, five unique um, uh, shows that they will. Uh, that they will start with, and of course they're going to tie into all sorts of other things. So you will be able to consume uh, your Disney Plus through there, um, and ver- ver- you know a whole bunch of other things. Yep. A little bit, possibly a little bit like uh, what we've seen uh, with Amazon's app that lets you actually add on all these other bits and pieces, sports and HBO and 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 so on in the background. And I think. You know, Apple would be very pleased if they could be the uh, uh, the conduit into uh, your living which room, which we get to to, to everything else. Yep. Um, interesting when you know, I was in the in the in the US uh, this time, I noticed it, and maybe um, this has been going on for a while, but I'm not sure if if at quite the same level was the dominance of uh Roku in the in the yes, in the US saying, market. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not talking about the sort of little um stick or the little box that you plug into a TV to make it a smart TV, but actually just bundled in with Built a TV. In. So I went yep. into Walmart and you know go in and check out their sort of tech section because that's that's kind of the mainstream 
uh, you know, store where you know people were buying their groceries and you know and guns, e- everything else. Guns. I'm not sure if they still sell guns in Walmart. I know yeah, that you used do. to be able to walk in and buy it's the buy, biggest gun reseller, oh, okay. biggest gun retailer right. in the United States. <laughs> okay. um, and I think they're the biggest probably retailer. But they took just, video games, violent video games, off the shelf. Oh, to stop okay. shooting. Oh, that's that's good of them. Yeah. That's good of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we wandered into the electronic section. Of course, you got all these TVs there, and you've got 4K. Uh, TVs for one hundred and eighty dollars, and bigger <laughs> ones for maybe you know two fifty, yep. and you know sort of compared to them, what our you know our lower cost sort of brands are in, in New Zealand, and they seem to be you know even a, a step down from what 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 we would see. Brands like TCL, and they they you know they're not just complete zero brands yep. like the, they're not. You know what do we have here with the warehouse? The um, Vion uh, brand, Vion, yeah. um, which, which look, you know, that's 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 um, you know, they're okay. You can't stuff argue with for, the price, for, right? I you mean, know, for, yeah. for certain uh, uses, um, but these seem to all come with the Roku smart TV type capability built in. So that that Roku capability is just thrown in there, and and I think when you look at buying that piece. To you know, add on, and it's the same price with the the, the base Amazon Fire TV. Often there for on sale in the US for you know sub fifty Kiwi dollars. Yep. Well, that capability of Roku was just built in across the board. You, so you imagine what that cost to do? It probably cost a dollar, right? Literally, for the for the hardware, two two dollars absolute max. Um, so it's a great licensing play because by putting that in, you lock effectively lock. Mm. All the competitors out. That's, I mean, that's. I can think of a very large software company I used to work for that. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's probably a page out of their playbook somewhere, right? It's pretty smart. Yeah, it's really smart. Yeah. It's um, interesting that that's not turning up here. No, I mean Roku seemed to just own the US market in terms of you know they're the number one sort of smart type um, TV. Well, smart capability vendor for for TVs by a you know, reasonably huge. Uh, margin and it's because they've meant it. They've focused on making it cost next to zero, yep. so cheap that everyone oh we'll have that. Yep. And of course now, although they've just been focused on the hardware, they're they're offering their own capabilities in a, in, a, in addition to the ability to get Netflix and yep. you know whatever else. So in fact, in Airbnb we stated, and I can't remember what brand of TV it was, a Sharp or you know something rather. Um, yeah, that had the Roku type um, you know stuff. Just built into it, and there was your Netflix and you know, everything else, and uh, yeah, it was great. Actually, Very it's nice, interesting to nice talk about that because I know um, friends of mine that live in the states. Um, a lot of them are huge Roku fans. Rave about the kit. Rave about how right. easy it is to use. Yep. You know, smart move. Very smart move. Mm. Um, but they are sort of taking a little bit of a, um, well. Yeah, they're, they're taking a little bit away, I guess, from uh, from what Apple are doing because at this stage you can't get hold of um, uh, you know the Apple Apple TV uh, capabilities or TV Plus. Yeah, um, I don't think is going to be available on uh, Roku. Um, that's right. It's, it's called the Roku Channel. That's the kind of unique layer. It's um, an interesting that, name. That naming they're, that they're yeah. delivering <laughs> uh, with with the Roku uh, stuff, and I think they've got a whole lot of. Um, for my recollection of it, and I haven't really delved into it too much, um, is that when you actually sign up with Ro- Roku, then they will sell you all sorts of subscriptions, but it come it immediately the Roku channel gives you a whole lot of um, basically like free to air TV, but on demand, so it's free wow. to watch, yeah. ad supported movies, TV shows. That'll and, be why it's and, not here. And content news, right? There'll so, be content um, licensing issues. That'll be part of the too, too yeah. difficult. So, and that's probably the yeah. the thing that the next big thing to get addressed, I guess, isn't it? In places like New Zealand, where um, you know Sky and the major broadcasters have locked up all the content yeah. until that stuff gets the next round of contracts comes up or whatever it is, we're probably going to be locked out of some of those things. Yeah, well, it's, um, I think it was the, the the UK, and we're going to delve a bit more into this uh, with our guest uh, next week, um, as it's the UK market where Sky launched their Now TV service, and you would basically go into a, into a Harvey Norman, Noel Leeming type um, store and buy a little set-top box that was a Roku but rebranded, and that was oh, okay. that was the box you'd plug into the yep. TV, and they started doing yep. that. I don't know six, seven uh, years ago. Uh, but uh, yeah, other than you know some small sort of 
deals like that, it seems Roku has has mostly been uh, very much focused on the uh, the US market. One of the things that really intrigues me is um, talking, you know, sometimes to to my kids and and you know, I guess anyone sort of south of about twenty five, um, they all know exactly how to find content. There are no barriers to finding content anymore. You know, they know when they go to those pages that have 37 ads on them, exactly which link they need to click to get to the video that they want to watch of the show that was on HBO in the States last night. It absolutely blows me away how, whereas when I jump in and try and figure that stuff out, it's like, ah, it's all too hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's almost my this. credit card, just give it that, to That's me. it. It's almost yeah, like a yeah. um, subculture of, of yeah. you know, people that have become te- technologically astute at finding the content they want, you know. Yeah. They can yeah. put all the walls up, but there's always ways around them, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, now, sort of cyber security issues and all their their, their varying uh, forms and guises uh, certainly don't don't seem to be going away. I mean, it's uh, not too many <laughs> days pass uh, between zero you know, zero hear, days hearing pass. from from <laughs> from one incident to to another. And uh, um, I read that Apple have upped the uh, what they will they will give to people, um, you know, security researchers yeah. for finding finding issues. Their biggest bug bounty is now a million US dollars. Yes, yeah. and they've extended uh, it device wise, haven't they? In- incredible. Think, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So they've they've I think they've changed the sort of mix of you know what it covers and yeah. you know what the different scenarios are, and they obviously you know different tiers for finding uh, the best million dollars I've ever spent, right? Things. But uh, think about yeah, it, yeah, and in terms of you know, keep from their reputation gets very hurt, you know, as does any you know major entity yeah. uh, that gets you know caught up with a with a major uh, security issue, you know, particularly if a device or a service gets compromised, and you know, I, I don't think there's any any company of um, you know the big tech companies that haven't haven't had. Uh, um, you know, one or more oh, no. sort of very embarrassing <laughs> exactly uh, right. incidents, right? And um, security's hard. Tech's hard, and security's even harder. Yeah, you know, that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but last week it was, uh, and and I, I don't know. Maybe it would be too light to say it was Air New Zealand's turn. Um, we could probably you know dive into this in a, in a, in a lot more detail. I don't think that you know enough information has really been. Released to give you know full clarity on on exactly you know what happened and and how much um, you know data was exposed, but a whole lot of uh, what is usually referred to as personal personal identifiable information. Uh, I think the first numbers I saw were sort of in the seventy something you know thousand uh, accounts that had been um, maybe compromised, and then I've heard other figures suggesting north of a of a hundred thousand okay. um, accounts. But uh, um, yeah, certainly you know not not a good position to to be in uh, for 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 Air New Zealand, and um, you know when when we put that in light of. Um, the incident that we spoke about some weeks back, which was British Airways, they were <laughs> fined, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, for, pounds, hundreds of millions of pounds yeah, for, for allowing their uh, their systems to be compromised. So, you know, the 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 tide is turning. It's no longer just an embarrassing thing. It's no longer, uh, you know, just just something that is has a cost in terms of internally resolving things and in terms of how people feel um, you know but now we've got the the EU and, and other yep. markets um, really the you know the, the force of, of law is starting to come down on uh, on firms who who allow their data to be uh, uh, you know compromised and accessed in, in ways that uh, that aren't appropriate so I, I think one of the really interesting developments out of all of this um, is playing out and seen in the in the higher echelons of, of some of the larger companies. Where you know you imagine um, chief executives do not understand cybersecurity. Not that they should have to, um, but it's probably in the top three of their overall corporate risks mm. for, for most senior executives now. Yep. Um, in the past, they've had to rely on you know their CIO or equivalent or someone to give them the two thumbs up that everything's okay and it was probably okay um, whereas now um, when things go bad they go terribly horribly bad 
um, and, and, you know, literally could take a company down, you know, and that'll happen at some stage. I'm sure at some point there will be a company, and I'm sure there already have been companies that have been destroyed by, you know, hackers or whatever it might be. Um, I think that makes for some really interesting dynamics at a board and senior leadership level in organisations where they're trying to have these conversations that are very deeply technical a lot Mm, of the time, mm. but are actually about risk. And I think, you know, there's probably a lot of IT professionals out there right now trying to figure out how they have risk conversations because that gets cut through and gets people to understand why, you know, this investment is worth it because it mitigates this risk. Um, rather than the normally technical conversations that that we have in our industry, yeah, and um, you know th- those those conversations are, are still you know can still be pretty challenging to to have and to put them in a in a way that's yeah uh, that's understood. Well, well it's, it's, it's all about insurance, it's, right? It's, it's a million to one risk, that, but yeah, as that's you say, it. and it's it's, a, it's an insurance type um, you know type consideration, yeah. and um, they're, they're, I guess it's that that challenge of. How do you, you know? How do you balance that appropriately? And, and we were, were talking before the podcast started just about how um, easy it is for things to be compromised. You know, back in the day, it used to be, oh, someone brought their wireless router into work and plugged it into the network, and something bad happened. Yeah. Or, you know, I left my laptop unattended for a little while, and something bad happened. And, and I think it was last week, you, the week before, that um, that security researcher had made the cables that could compromise. You know, the Apple charging cables that yes, could compromise yeah. a, a device or a laptop. Um, you you just never know what the vector is. You know, there's where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so it's the defender's dilemma, right? You know, the def- people defending against the stuff have to defend against everything, and all the baddies have to do is get through once. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's just you know get get through that once. And whereas yep. you know we, we look at Air New Zealand and that they they will have protected themselves probably thousands, oh. if not millions, of times. Against you know ver- varying things, but uh, and that'll someone's be, gotten once. That'll and, be it. That'll yeah, be the interesting conversation, right? Because I guarantee that that you know their network and security people will see millions of things a year going on mm. that that are dodgy. Mm. Um, that they've put great infrastructure and policy and procedure and everything else in place to mitigate against, but it just takes that one thing. It must be horribly frustrating to work in that field. You're always waiting for the first dominator to topple, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that there were a phishing attack was referenced as, as yeah. you know in in this case, um, you know I guess you know the only point that I would I would say is just a reminder to organisations and you know I don't know exactly um, you know the the makeup of in in New Zealand's technology we've you know we've uh, um, you know had had some certainly some interactions with uh, with some of their folks in the past and they have some some you know incredibly talented uh, people within within in New Zealand and uh, you know I think on on the you know from a technology front they've often been um, you know leading and yeah, in, yeah. in, in, you know numerous regards so you know I hold them in in, uh, in very high esteem but you know for anyone listening it doesn't matter what size your organization is um, Having multi-factor authentication in place is, you know, is very important. Yep. So, you know, if someone gives up a password, uh, that they need some other way to get in. And of course, there are there are always mechanisms even against those multi-factor. Yep. Um, um, you know, if you've got a multi-factor authentication in place, there are still ways to you know trick people into, into giving up. It's their, been done. Uh, well, let you, I'll, I'll tell you my story. Um, a few months ago, we had some. Um, home renovation work done and uh, we got a tiler to do some tiling did a great job um, he sent me via zero um, the invoice oh yes um, and a week later I got a reminder email and, and I thought oh you know, I better, better pay the invoice so I got the reminder email it was all correct um, transferred the money it was I think $3,600 something or $4,600 something like that um, transferred the money and uh, without a word of a lie within about 30 minutes my phone rings and it's this woman on the end of the phone. She says, hello, it's so-and-so here from ASB's online fraud and security division or something. It's like, okay. And she said, do you realise that you've just paid money to um, what we believe is a fraudulent bank account? And I said, no, you know, tell me more. Um, anyway, it turned out that's exactly what had happened. The tradesperson, the Tyler's laptop, we believe, had been compromised. Um, and I don't know whether it was keystroke logging or what was going on. Mm. Um but someone else had sent the reminder email by spoofed his email address, yep. um, 
and I had paid the money to a bank account and it had already left the country, right? They, they'd been monitoring it or it might have been stopped, whatever. Wow. Um, what blew me away was it, it literally was about 30 minutes, if that, before I got a phone call and within hours it had been put back in my account. Wow. Like ASB absolutely blew me away. Just the whole handling of the whole thing. You know, technically, I was the one that paid the money. Yeah. And, and you know, but um, there was no niggling, hassle, anything. Um, the money just arrived back in my account within hours. That's it impressive. Awesome. It was very impressive. Other, if it left the other account. Yeah. Um, I was really, really impressed. Like, that, yeah. that was everything working. You know, I could imagine a very bright red light went off somewhere and, you know, someone picked the phone up. But it mm. was, yeah, it was. And, and you know, I'm... Well, there's certainly been expert, people in New Zealand that have been caught by that, and they've absolutely. paid out much, much bigger, oh, much bigger There's some sums, good stories but, out but, there about big corporations. I mean, you look at that, you know. Uh, in your case, you you know you still would have been standing, but there'd be other people that a- are hit with thirty six hundred dollars would be catastrophic. Um, you put it, to it down to a small business; they had that times you know yeah. ten, twenty, however many you know invoices. You know, some small businesses that would bankrupt That's them. That's exactly right. Um, and and we've seen and, and this is the some, challenge with all of this, right? You know, the, um, you know, you, we could talk about Air New Zealand and everything, but you know, it is defenders' dilemma, and eventually, you know, law of statistics, something's going to sneak through. But for small businesses, actually, the 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 cost for them to protect themselves as a as a percentage of revenue or profitability is huge. And most people, you know, in running small businesses, don't understand any of this stuff. Um, so you know, and therefore they're probably not doing the things that they need to. You know, so it's one of those. Please, if you run a small business, go and talk to someone that knows the stuff and have a talk to them because it's not an if but a when. And if it does, if, if and when it does happen, it can be extremely bad. You know, yeah, and and, and don't and let your kids play on your laptop if it's your work laptop. That would be my other piece of advice. Absolutely, there's there's <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a whole lot of you know things there yeah. and. I was having a chat um, to the the owner of a, um, a a small business today, similar size to, to Gorilla, an IT provider, and um, you know we were just chatting about some of the things. You know, both of our firms do technology and security audits, uh, and we were talking about some of the things that we had seen out there in terms of the way that actually you know technology is being run for a lot of small businesses who outsource that yep. stuff, and sometimes by you know, firms that are considerably bigger than our little firms um, and coming in and doing these audits and, and finding, you know, just a mess, real, really sort of basic yeah. best practice stuff that, that isn't being done. And, and I don't know what the answer is to that, you know, not, not um, well, yeah, most uh, business owners aren't going to know how to sort of audit their IT firm and work out whether, whether that firm yeah. is sort of following best practices but you know you've got you've got some of these firms that are sort of you know they've, they've got operations and things around the country um, but yet they're just not doing you know stand, standard things I mean one of the, the one of the ones we, we talked about was an uh, uh, in, in audit we did a few months ago and uh, all of the staff had full admin access to their local computer, which yep. which just you know raises dramatically you know the chance you click on the wrong yep. thing or you know got get sucked in um, that actually you know that's going to be be much easier for it to uh, take over yep. or, or impact your computer. Just a, a really really standard thing, but a you know a, a, a sizable uh, you know firm that um, you know was running their things and they were paying a fixed monthly fee to be secure <laughs> and maintained and proactive this and that yep. and so on and uh, you know. Just wasn't done, and you know that was just that, you know one out of a list of of of, of things that uh, you know that our team sort of you know picked up at at, at the at the beginning of doing uh, doing an audit. So it's um, yeah, it's it's not that easy for you know for small business owners to be able to get this uh, yeah I don't, this I don't, stuff right. I don't know what the answer is. You know, I think it's that um, it, it's not cybersecurity isn't an area that you dabble in. I think you know you 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 want to use somebody that that's all they do and it's not a, a sideline or a, or a hobby or something that you know they can bluff their way through I think that's a, a really important thing um, and I think it needs to be treated as a risk conversation I think it's you know one of those things that you just need to potentially invest the dollars in to protect yourself against something potentially happening and if it doesn't then it was money well spent I know at, at work it must be a couple of years ago I um, was browsing something on the web and um, 
clicked on some link um, and got taken to this really weird page and was like, yeah. hang on, this this can't be right. And no, it wasn't porn. Um, <laughs> and and within a minute, my phone rang. Yeah. And it's one of our network guys yeah. going, um, you, you, you don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and it was. It was just a, a link on a page. It looked quite benign. Yeah. Um, but the page it took me to was just full of bad things that obviously mm. they'd already mm. flagged and mm. you know some magical bit of software somewhere went, Brett's going to pages that he shouldn't go to. I mean, that's yeah. awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm imagining that we have a whole bunch of people that sit and just monitor that stuff 24 by 7. We can do that when we're a big organisation um, and we do that for other very big organisations, um, yeah. but for smaller organisations, you know, and like you say, that the risk from a um, catastrophic impact on business is huge. Mm. Like you say, you, you know, you have a few ten thousand dollar invoices that don't get paid because someone gets the money siphoned off to them, and you don't have a business anymore. It is; it's a real dilemma. I think whoever works out how to do this as a service, as a something, I don't know. I think is onto something big, but mm. no one's figured it out yet. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just just a moving target, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, and that's the other thing; it's a very rapidly moving target. Yeah. The baddies are moving yeah. fast, and the goodies can, you know, move to keep up. So. Yeah. Great. Well, I think that's probably us uh, out of time, Brett. But okay. We've, we've covered some pretty interesting, uh, interesting things. As always. Now, always a good um, conversation. anything um, I didn't sort of prep you for this at all before the show, but um, you work at Datacom. Are there, any, Datacom? Are there any any big sort of headlines of what Datacom's up to that we should uh, mention before oh. we, before we wrap up the show? Because I Gee. mean, you're, it's a billion dollar business. You, you it's know, a one you, point something billion. You, you, I know, right. I know. Um, um, and uh, you head up a pretty interesting uh, uh, team there. Were there any, any anything that um, you know? What's comes going to, on the Datacom world? Yeah. Um, we just announced our financials recently, which are always um, worth having a look at. Um, um, so Datacom is, I think, 5,500 people, New Zealand's biggest IT services provider um, that no one really knows about. It's, <laughs> it's really interesting. It's um, uh, and, and one of the things I find uh, interesting about the place is it's quite a humble company. So even though it's huge, mm-hmm. it really does have that kind of Kiwi humility thing going on, which is quite neat. But um, And it's great to see you know, Kiwi businesses that are – you know that are doing very well. You know we've had lots of you know big multinational companies that provide IT services in New Zealand, um, but you know I, I think most of us would would much prefer uh, to be using you know, local companies. And of course, Datacom isn't just in New Zealand as well. They, you know generate yeah. a lot of export revenue as well. From, I think from yeah, we're the largest technology well. exporter. Well, yeah. you certainly were two the last two years in a row. So mm. yeah, it's mm. a really interesting mm. business. So um, so yeah, our comms people will. will um, Take me out the back and kick me to death tomorrow for not having something prepared. But good bunch of people, great yeah. company, doing some very, very cool stuff. So, yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, well, 53 uh, years old, I think. 54, 53 years old. Impressive. Which is like yeah. a billion years in internet years in the tech world. So, yeah. That says something too. Oh, well, always a privilege to have you on the show, Brett. Always uh, you always pleasure. bring some. some Great opinions and uh, <laughs> insights, insights uh, to to the show. So, hey, thanks everybody for uh, for listening in. Thanks for for joining us again uh, this week. And uh, yeah, we've got some. Uh, I, th- I think a, a pretty interesting uh, episode next week with with a guest that uh, um, probably most people won't won't know of, but uh, pr- pr- pretty uh, pretty interesting and some some insights into uh, um, into some aspects of the entertainment uh, world and that crosses obviously crosses into the the tech world these these days so um yeah looking forward to that one sounds good all right thanks everyone catch you next week thank you see ya the new zealand tech podcast brought to you by gorilla technology proactive and strategic it